And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be still. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Exodus 14, 13 through 15. Today's message is, be still, but move forward. Let us enter into God's refining fire. All right, y'all, we're going to jump straight into the word of God. Um, God gave me this word two years ago, uh, specifically June 16th. 2021. The Lord spoke to my heart, be still, but move forward. When I saw it in the scriptures, I asked God, what in the world? How could I be still, but move forward all in the same breath? In the first verse, he tells the Israelites, be still. And in the second verse, he tells Moses to tell the people, move forward that quickly, be still, but move forward. So we come to a point in history where prophecy is going to be fulfilled. In Genesis 15, God spoke to Abraham and said that your people will be in bondage to a foreign country for 400 years. Uh, And and in Genesis 12, he said that that your seed is going to going to be great. And Israel multiplied in Egypt. Um, And so now we are here. We're at the exodus, the the great exit that God is finally fulfilling prophecy. And I just want to tell you right now, as you guys listen to this word, that you are walking into prophecy fulfillment. Prophecy is about to be fulfilled in your life. Amen. And now is the time prophecy is being fulfilled that that great exit is about to happen and you are about to cross over into the promised land. You, in other words, are about to pass over. There's a great exodus in your life. You're about to cross over that Red Sea. You're about to to step into destiny, into your promised land. And so Moses tells the people, remember this day in which ye came out of Egypt out of the house of bondage for by the strength of the hand of the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no be, no be, be leavened bread be eaten. They commemorated this day by, by putting the blood of the lamb over the doorposts. And that night the destroyer, destroyer would pass over anyone who had the blood over the doorposts. This is called the feast of Passover which was symbolic of the spotless name, the spotless lamb, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. That's what that blood over the doorpost. And anybody who had the blood over the doorpost that died, the the this the spirit of death would, would pass over. And because what happened was, if you guys want to go back and look this up, anybody who didn't have the blood over the, the doorpost, uh, the firstborn sons would be taken away. So the blood over the doorpost, Jesus Christ. And today that's the message that if you don't know the Lord as your, as your savior, it's time to, to put the blood over the doorpost, uh, symbolically speaking. It's time to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. So the Egyptians pushed the, pushed the Israelites out. So when they woke up and they, they had realized all of Egypt has been affected uh, by the, you know, by this spirit, this, this destroyer had come in and taken away the firstborn sons, you know, Egypt rose up in a, in a, in a fury. And they said, get these, these Israelites out of our land, get them out. 
quickly. So by the hand of a strong Lord, the, the Egyptians were moved to push the Israelites out. No longer were they going to hold on to them. No longer would, would uh, Moses have to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. No, God did it. And with the urgency, they pushed them out. And let's stop there for a second. Because it was so urgent that they pushed the Israelites out. They didn't have time to make provision for themselves. They didn't have time to stock up weeks and years worth of food and water and bread, right? They didn't have time for that. But that was a setup other than what the Egyptians gave them off their back, you know, out of their homes, the gold and the silver. You know, the the you know, I think and I, I might be wrong on this, but the Egyptians would give them stuff to send them out into the wilderness. But as far as food and clothing go, they didn't have much time to prepare. Um. So with as they were being pushed out with the urgency, they they were being pushed into a place of having to depend on God um, as they walked into prophecy fulfillment, as they walked into their promise, um, as they walked into prophecy being fulfilled, the Israel that they were going to have to depend on God. The Israelites were comfortable where they are, even though they were heavy oppressed, even though they were in bondage. Guess what? They had provision there in Egypt. They knew where their food was coming from. They knew where their water was coming from. They knew where they, they were going to lay their head down at night. They, they, they knew where they would have money. They knew where their family was, right? They had provision there in Egypt. But when you are walking into the promise, into prophecy, and prophecy is being fulfilled, it's going to push you into a place of dependency on God. They, were, they, they have built a home and a lifestyle there for 400 years, you guys. They were planted there. That was home. Even though they were heavy laden, they were oppressed, they were depressed, they were bound in shackles and fears and, and whatever else Egypt had to offer, offer them. They made home there. They had provision. And you mean to tell me overnight that was all taken away? All that provision was taken away? That's why you find that in Exodus um, 13 verses 12, I believe the Israelites said, why did you take us up out of Egypt? I, I'd rather, I'd beg to God that we would have died in Egypt than to be taken out of here, not knowing where bread and food and water is going to come from. They were griping and they were complaining because no longer did they know where they, their provision was coming from. They had to depend on God and they weren't used to depending on God. But your promise, your prophecy is going to require you to depend on God. You want to know where your bread, water and food, you want to know where your next job is coming from. Well, when you are ripped out of your comfort zone into prophecy fulfillment, you are going to have to look to the almighty God to know where these things are going to come from next. The I am. He doesn't always show you what's next. He doesn't always show you the next step. He doesn't always show you how he's going to part the Red Sea. All you need to know is that the one who called you out there is going to provide for you. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, the I am that I am. He's going to be your provision. You will be pushed out of your nest out of your comfort zone, out of that place of, of bondage, right? Into prophecy fulfillment. 
prophecy fulfillment looks like depending on God for your provision. It looks like relying on Jehovah Jireh. No longer will your environment look the same. You, you, you won't be able to go back to the same place for provision. Once upon a time, you knew where provision was coming from and how God and now God has pushed you out of that nest, that place you called home. You used to call on your mom or your dad or or that job or that neighbor or that gr specific group of friends or or this mentor or that leader for your provision to hear God's voice for you. You used to, to depend on this group of friends. Right. That was your comfort zone. But when you are walking into prophecy fulfillment, when you are walking into the call of God on your life, when you are walking into the next level, when you are leveling up in life. You're going to be ripped out of your nest. Out, Come on, comfort ain't easy. I mean, comfort is easy, but coming out of your comfort zone is not easy. It, it requires change. You, you know, Egypt. Don't look the same as the wilderness. You don't recognize nothing around you. It all looks different. It feels different. You're getting, you know, when I stepped in to becoming a wife and, and a mother, it all looked different. I knew, I never knew this area before, but in this area, I had to learn to depend on God. It was completely uncomfortable, absolutely uncomfortable. Right. Because I, I was used to living a single life. I was used to a certain group of friends like I was used to doing this and doing that and going to church, you know, freely, you know, and not that I, not that I don't have the option now, but we've had to adjust a little bit now having a child. <laughs> and so it looks different than my single life looks different than my married life. Complete discomfort. So in this season, don't fear because it looks different than what it used to. And don't go looking backwards. Look forward to the next thing that God is calling you to do. So now you've been pushed out. And when you don't know what or where it's come, coming from, now you call on Jehovah. Now you call on God. But watch God move for you. The Israelites conse uh, consecrated the firstborn of every household. And they remembered the Passover. Now the exodus begins. God didn't take them the near right near route. The near route was short, easy, and it was quick. They could have skipped 40 years in the in the wilderness, right? They could have went straight to promise, right, right to the promised land. But God had to take them the long way so that they could get the Egypt out of them. So they could get idol worship out of, out of them. So they can get all that crud out of them. Amen. I hope this is speaking to somebody today. Because he had taken them the easy way, they would have seen trouble and they would have went back to Egypt, their comfort zone, their bondage, their sin. If he would have taken them the way, the short, easy, the short, easy and quick way, they would have saw war. They would have saw the battles. They would have saw the, 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 you know, when you're walking into marriage, they would have saw the, let's make this more realistic. They would have saw the troubles and they would have fainted and they would have ran back to what they used to. They would have ran back to their comfort zone. They would have ran back to their sin. If you saw the, 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 
the, the battles that you would come across when you step into destiny. If God would take you the short way, you would have turned back quickly, right? So he had to take them the long way. Amen. So don't be discouraged if you feel like uh, in this season, you are in a wilderness season. That's exactly what you're in. But God needs to take you through that. He needs He needs to take you so far out into the wilderness that you can't go back to your comfort zone, that you can't go back to your nest, that you can't go back to your bondage or to your sin, that you can't go back to that circle of friends, that you can't go back to maybe that job or that place or that house or wherever he, or or that or that land that you once knew that that place called home that you once knew God needs to take you so far from that that you can't go back because you're so far out there amen he needs to take you into the wilderness so that you can depend upon him and so um he needs to take you so far out into the wilderness. He needs to take you so deep out into the waters that the only thing you can say is, so we out here. God, I'm out here so deep, I can't turn back. God, I'm out, I'm out here so far in the wilderness that God, if I go back, that's silly. I might as well keep moving forward because I'm closer to my destiny than I am my comfort zone. Amen. Don't be discouraged in this season if you feel like you are so far far out there. God, I'm out here so far that I have to depend on you. I'm out here in the wilderness. I'm out here on a word and a and a promise, God. Um, I'm out here on a command of the Lord. You you had no choice to but to obey God. I'm out here so deep, God. I have to depend on you. I might I might as well see what's up ahead of me. I'm out here and there's no going back now. God, I'm so far from my home. God, I'm so far out of Egypt. I'm so far from my old friends. I'm so, I'm so far, God. I might as well see what's up ahead of me. I might as well see what you have planned for me. See, Pharaoh thought the wilderness was a trap. But it was a setup for for God's mighty deliverance. It was a setup for God to show the show the world that I am who I say I am. It was a setup for prophecy fulfillment. Amen. So the Israelites begin to panic. They begin to gripe and to complain, and 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 as the enemy pursued them. Which I don't know if y'all have ever been through anything like this in your life, but God, when you are walking into destiny, when you are walking into your promise, there is a lot of chaos and there is a lot of confusion because there's a shifting happening, a big shifting, shifting. And anytime something big like that's going to happen, I feel like there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of confusion and you got to sift out what is God and what is not. So the Israelites are complaining. God, why'd you take us out of our comfort zone? God, why'd you take me from my nest? God, why'd you take me from my circle of friends? I was fine. I was getting provision there. I was provided for. I knew my surroundings. I knew my people. I knew my circle. I knew where I was going to lay my my bed in, in my bed at night. They're saying, y'all, you should have just left, left us in Egypt to die rather than die in this wilderness. But they were complaining because they couldn't see what was up ahead. They didn't know where they were going next. Talk about emotional exhaustion. 
Talk about when you're walking into destiny and God's telling you to leave your comfort zone and you like, God, are you sure? Do you sure, God, this is what you want? Or when God's calling you to separate from from certain things, whether it's people, whether it's family, whether it's a situation, whether it's a job, and it's a good thing, but God's saying, no, I need you to separate. And you like, God, are you sure? Are you sure that's you? When you are walking into prophecy fulfillment, God's going to call you away from some from, from some things. He's going to call you away from some from some people so that he can accomplish accomplish his will for your life. Amen. Just like he called Abraham. He separated Abraham from his own family. Why? Because his families were idol worshipers. So everything has changed. They weren't in Egypt anymore. They they are in their comfort zone, their nest, their 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 normal group of friends, their family. You know, they nothing is the same, and they're being pursued by the enemy. So they don't not they only not. I mean, actually, they kind of, they did know where their food was coming from. They had to wait on God daily to provide the manna. So they had to trust God. But in a sense, you know, you, there's a certain level of comfort when you know you can go. Uh, to McDonald's because it's down the street and it's open and get your meal, right? But no, they had to trust that God was going to provide daily for them. Their daily bread, their daily manna, there's a difference. So not only, you know, are they tired, not only do they not know when their next, if they know that, that it's coming by word, but, you know, they got to rely on faith a little bit more. Everything's changed. Their home don't look the same. You know, they, they, they don't have the same place. They, they pick up their tent and they move when God says to move. So everything has changed for them. And on top of that, the enemy's pursuing them. On top of that, of being out of their comfort zone, there's chaos behind them. They don't know if they're going to die or not. All they see is chariots of fire and horses and, and men ready to kill them and, and to knock them out. And they're crying out to God, why why are we out here? Why did you take us out of Egypt just to kill us? Can I tell you today that the wilderness is is a place of refinement? God needs you to go God needs to take you out into the forest so that you learn to depend upon him. God needs to take you so far out into the wilderness so that you are refined like gold is refined, like silver is 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 refined. In that wilderness, it might as well be called the the wilderness of, of refinement. Because God is putting you in the fire so that you can go from glory to glory. And so that he can burn you beautiful, burn you holy, burn you lovely. And so that you can look, look more like him. He needs to burn the Egypt out of you. He needs to burn whatever you learned in your last season that, that you can't take into your next season. There's some things that you did in your last season and there's some habits that you had or maybe there was uh, uh, a lack of you you depended more on man than you depend on God. He's got to burn that out of you so that in this next season, because you are going to need to know the voice of God for yourself, the wilderness of refinement or either the, the wilderness of the voice of God, hearing, learning how to hear the voice of God. In your next season, some of those things you can't take into your next season. You got to leave some of those things behind because you're mature. You're maturing in this season. You're growing up. You're going to new levels and you're going into from you're going from glory to glory and you're being refined 
to 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 be to become a purified bride. So the Israelites, right? They're panicking. They're squirming. They're fear. They're fearful. And Moses says says to them, "Fear not. Stand still." So you mean to tell me? I don't know when we gonna get water. I don't know when we gonna get fed. I don't know where we gonna live next. And you mean to tell me there's there's six thousand Egyptians ready to kill me, and you want me to stand still? You want you want me to fear not? I mean, the the situation don't look like I should fear not. <laughs> when God tells you to stand still, He's telling you to stand firm. Don't be moved. Take your stand. Be confident and uh, and unbothered. When God tells you to stand still, he's trying to show you something. He wants to, he wants you to depend on upon him. He wants you to trust him and to take God at his word. Amen. He wants to show you something. And he's saying people of God stand still. What does stand still mean? Let's break that down really quick. Because maybe you're asking, how can I possibly stand still but move forward? And so if you're taking notes, this is what you might want to take notes on. Stand still and see the salvation, or or in other words, the deliverance of, of God. Action on your part to stand still and watch Perceive the deliverance of the Lord. Don't move, just see. Watch for God. Stop trying to figure out how it's going to happen. Stop trying to figure out what you can do to make the circumstance better. No, stand still and watch God deliver you. Watch God destroy the Egyptians and watch him deliver you across the Red Sea. Stand still and see. Number two, stand still and hear what Jehovah will command concerning you. He needs you to stand still so you can hear him. He's trying to tell you something. If we are moving and squirming and trembling in fear and in doubt, you won't be able to hear him correctly. You need to silence the voices so that you can hear God. Turn down the voices. Turn down the volume on the tens and thousands of voices that you hear around you. Turn down their voices and turn up God's voices. Stop inquiring of people because that can cause confusion. Turn the voice up. I mean, turn the volume up on the voice of God in this season. Stand still and hear what Jehovah will command concerning you. Silence the voices so you can hear God's instruction. Number three, stand still while that I may show you the word of God. In this season, in your be still, move forward season, God's going to send the word before you. It's going to come behind you and it's going to be all around you to confirm what he is doing in your life. His word will be a lamp into your path and a light into your feet or vice versa. When you are out there in privacy fulfillment on a word and on a promise. When you're out there in the deep on faith, his word is going to show you. If you'll just be still 
and, and watch for God. He's going to show you his word. Amen. I'll never forget when I was going through my be still move forward season. One of the, uh, the scriptures that I had just that fell in my spirit and I was just reading, I was looking up was um, Psalms 46 and 5, I think. It was it was talking about how God is God is within her. She will not fail. Or actually, no, it was your word is a light into my path and a lamp into my feet. And I kid you not, the next place I went to, um, the next building that I went to, there it was plastered on the whiteboard. Lord, your word is a light into my path. And then, so right, that's the word going before me. And then I went to church and a lady came up to me and prayed the exact same scripture. Y'all, his word will confirm what he is speaking to you. His word will confirm your direction. Ask him for it. Number four, stand still and see Jehovah. Look look what Jehovah is going to do with you. you. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Your, your enemies are pursuing you, but the Lord says you won't have to fight in this battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. You got to keep quiet. You got to watch for God. You got to let him do it. Amen. All the griping and all the complaining that the Israelites were doing was doing nothing for them, but holding them up. All you need to do is watch God fight this battle for you. Watch God part the Red Sea for you. He doesn't need your hand in it. He just needs you to watch for him. Watch the mighty deliverance of the Lord today. The Egyptians you see again, see today, you will see again no longer. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord today. Rejoice. Amen. Because God's about to do a great thing before you. Number five. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. What God does next is going to blow your mind. <laughs> you will marvel at what God does in you, but not only in you, but for you and behind you and in front of you. You just need to stand still and marvel at what God does. Watch God part the Red Sea for you. Amen. Watch him do it. And you just need to marvel at the excellency of God and talk about his wondrous works. The Lord shall fight for you. You need only to be still. In other words, stop fighting. Hold your peace. Put your hands down. Keep calm. Remain silent. The stillness comes from on the inside. You just keep walking on the path that God is showing you to walk into. When you are confident in God, telling you to stand still, you, you will realize you don't have to fight for yourself. He will fight for you. Amen. He will be your great defender. You need only to be still, to see, hear, and consider the wondrous works of the Lord. Amen. And most importantly, y'all, the biggest lesson I learned, and that's my be still move forward season, was keep your mouth shut. Amen. So be still, but move forward. Don't be complaining. Stop complaining. Stop griping. Just watch for God in this season, y'all. It's going to be big. It's going it's to be huge. 
Amen. Even though you can't see what's up ahead of you, move forward. Even though you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, move forward. Even though you don't know where you're going to live, move forward. Even though it seems like there's no way, move forward. Stop trying to figure out how everything's going to happen. Stop stop trying to put all put all the pieces together. That's not up for you to figure out. That's up for God to figure out. Amen. He has a plan for it. Fix your focus on the Lord in this season. While the while the waves are going, while the storm, the thun, the lightning is flashing and the thunder is sounding, fix your eyes on Jesus in this season. Don't worry about the details. Don't worry about how God's going to work it out. Your only job is to trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Trust him for what he is um, asking you or telling you to do to do next. And trust that on this path of faith, he has he has the details worked out for you. If he's got you this to this place and he is parting the Red Sea, how much more do you think he has the other details figured out for you? Fix your focus on Jesus in this season. Amen. And as you cross over. To, to the Red Sea. Just keep on trusting and keep on obeying God. And remember, you're in the wilderness. You're being refined. And as you cross the Red Sea and those waters part, be still and keep moving forward, seeing it is well with my soul. I don't know where I'm going, but Lord, it's well with my soul. I don't know how the, these uh, these debts are going to be paid off. I don't know how the these things are going to be worked out. I don't know how this marriage is going to happen. I don't know how, God, you're going to provide for me in this new land, in this new place, God. I don't know how, but God, it's well with my soul. God, if you're telling me to do it, I can do it. Why? Because I'm out here on a word and a promise. And if I got your voice and I got your commandment, God, that's all I need. The grace the will of God won't take me where the grace of God won't sustain me. God's going to provide for you in this next season. You don't have to see it. You just got to believe for it. Amen. So as you cross over this Red Sea into your promised land, you just keep on standing still knowing that Jehovah Jireh has it all worked out. So be encouraged, you all. Be still and move forward. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. I hope you guys got a word this week. I already can't wait to see you guys next week. If this ministered to you, please let me know how it spoke to you all's heart, to your life, to your situation. I know this is a word of the Lord because it's been confirmed again and again and again and again. And it's still going. And so this is two years later, I wrote this word and God, I saw God part the Red Sea for me. And I know the storm is crazy right now, y'all. But trust me, there is destiny on the other side of that Red Sea. And you're about to cross over. You're right there. Keep your held head high. Be still and move forward. Cross over on dry ground. Amen. We'll see you all next week.